Today we're celebrating Christ the King Sunday and thinking about the kingdom of God and about Jesus as king over everyone and everything. I was thinking initially about talking about uh, the passage from Jeremiah and how Jesus is presented as um, that uh, fulfilling that, that uh, prophecy, uh, being the king of David's line and also being the righteousness of God thought about looking back at that text and proof texting that passage and some others to make the case for Jesus really being the king of the Jews as the inscription read on his cross and the king of everyone else. And fortunately, I thought better of that. Um, it would be kind of informative and it would be boring and legalistic. And I don't think y'all really got up this morning fired up to hear a lecture on Jesus's royal credentials. So we're not going to go there. Um, when I was a kid in uh, first grade, I was uh, walking one morning under the breezeway, uh, or I guess under the awning on the breezeway, going to gym class. And it was about this time of year, maybe a little bit earlier in the year, and um, it was not exactly cold being Houston. And um, I always look forward to it getting cold. Um, every year I grew up and I loved the cold. I loved winter. I loved cold weather. It meant that we got to snuggle up with my parents by the fire and um, turning down the AC so we could have a fire. Um, yeah, it's Houston. But uh, we got to snuggle up with mom and dad nonetheless. And um, it was wintertime and it was Thanksgiving and it was Christmas. And school year was at a close during that time. And so um, it was a wonderful time for me. I always looked forward to it. Um, everything about winter seemed fresh and new and exciting and loving, and um, not everyone feels that way about winter. I know my wife hates the cold. She grew up in Philadelphia. Um, we never get cold down here, so I was really excited about it and always looked forward to the winter. Uh, it was kind of a magic time of year for me. So in particular, on that, on that day in first grade, I was walking towards gym class, and the first winter breeze blew in. Now, when I say that, the temperature didn't change. It wasn't winter yet. It was about 65 degrees, maybe probably more like 70, um, except there was a crispness to the air with that breeze. It sounded like cold air blowing through cold trees. And uh, that crisp first winter breeze of the year carried with it for me the reminder and the promise of winter and all of the beauty and newness and love that goes along with winter for me. And so every year since that year, I've gotten to hear this breeze. I'd love to say that I've, that I've waited for it in anticipation, uh, waiting for that first brand new breeze. A lot of years I just totally forget about it, and then suddenly there it is, and I'm happy. But every year, without fail, I've heard that first winter breeze ever since that, that day in first grade. And every year, without fail, that breeze has brought with it the promise of renewal and the promise of love and deep-seated knowledge that all is right with the world. I also realize that all is not right with the world. There's plenty that's wrong, but for that moment when that breeze is blowing, all is right and all is well. That first winter breeze is for me the kingdom of God breaking through and inviting me to share in the kingdom life in that moment and in all the other moments in my life. Paul wrote in his letter to the Colossians that God has rescued us from the power of 
darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son. Paul said he has transferred us, not sometime long into our futures that God will transfer us. No, he has transferred us from the power of darkness into the kingdom. We are in the kingdom of God right now. Just like Jesus told his disciples, the kingdom of God is among you and within you. I know it doesn't always feel that way. It doesn't feel that way for any of us. Like we're always basking in the kingdom of God. Life is not exactly perfect. There are times when darkness is still around us. There's still darkness in the world. There's still darkness in our lives. Paul never said that darkness had been completely eradicated. Paul said that God had rescued us from the power of darkness. So we don't, help, we don't have to be held captive by darkness. When we're caught up in dark thoughts or dark actions, we don't have to remain bound by that darkness. And when we have enmity towards others and we're at odds with one another, we don't have to stay that way. When we feel weighed down by our lives and weighed down by the world, we don't have to remain weighed down because God is with us and God dwells with us to strengthen us so that we might, as Paul says, endure everything with patience while joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has enabled us or invited us to share in the inheritance of the saints of light. Even with the darkness, we can endure with patience and joyfully give thanks to God. God has rescued us from the power of darkness and continually invites us to live lives of love and joy in the kingdom of God. And so what is the kingdom of God? What is it like? I figure, in short, the kingdom of God is like its king. The kingdom of God is like Jesus. Paul says that in Jesus, all things in heaven and on earth were created, things visible and invisible. All things have been created through him and for him. Well, if all things were created in and through and for Jesus then the character and qualities and nature of Jesus would have been woven into the very fabric of creation. So what is that? What is that character? What is that nature that's been woven into and is the substance of creation? Jesus was a man who, as he was dying a brutal and slow, painful death on a cross, prayed to God to forgive the people who were mocking him and to forgive those who were responsible for his death. Jesus loved and forgave his enemies, his friends, his tormentors, his accusers, everyone. And further, when this criminal was dying next to him, Jesus tells him, today you will be with me in paradise. Now we have a challenge with this part of the story, the thief who repented as it's known, because we tend to read this part of the story in a kind of rule-based, legalistic sort of way. The thief repented, and so he gets to go to heaven. There's the rule that we found. There's the law. Even if we're sinners our whole lives, like this thief on the cross, we're sinners our entire lives, but if we repent just before we die, then we still get to go to heaven. Or some slightly more devious uh, among us might think that, cool, I don't have to really follow this Jesus gospel kind of way of life. I can do whatever I want until just before I die. And then I still get to repent and say I'm sorry and still get to uh, go to heaven in the end, so yay Jesus. Um, 
But in either case, with a sort of legalistic, rule-based way of looking at this, we completely ignore a glimpse of who Jesus is and the kingdom in which we live. This man, this, this thief, is terrified. He's dying a slow and painful death. He's fearful. Of, he's afraid of death. He's afraid of what lies beyond death. And in the midst of that, Jesus, who's also suffering this brutal death, Jesus takes time to comfort this man and to assure him not only that he would remember him, but that this man would be with Jesus in paradise. So Jesus is a man of love. He loved enough amidst suffering to tell this man, to comfort this man, and to tell him, you'll be with me in paradise. He was enough, loved him enough to forgive this man and to invite him into God's kingdom. Love and forgiveness and invitation to life in God's kingdom are qualities of who Jesus is that were woven into creation. These things are a part of our DNA. All of creation was made through and by and for Jesus. And so all of creation was made with love and forgiveness and invitation into God's kingdom as a part of its very being. Now we often forget this fact. We often overlook it. Uh, sometimes it's hard to see. Um, we don't always live into the beauty of God's creation and his kingdom. And in those times, what does God do but love us and forgive us and to invite us to live into his kingdom? My wife and I found this out the other night, as I'm sure many of you have. Um, this particular night, we were having a fight. And um, that wasn't the kingdom part. We found that out later. But we were having a fight. And um, afterwards, we were done fighting, and we talked through things, and we both gave a little bit. We reconciled, and we apologized, and we forgave, and we loved, and we were reconciled to one another. And I realized later, a couple days later, I was reading through this passage from Colossians, and I said, babe, that's what happened to us the other night. God rescued us from the power of darkness in that fight we were having and invited us to live the kingdom of God life and the reconciliation we had. And shortly after saying that, I wondered if I was maybe being a little bit pretentious with all of that. Uh, it was just a fight. I mean, was it really, is that really the, the kingdom of God right there that we had a fight and were reconciled? Uh, isn't that just kind of a relationship kind of working out well? Uh, repentance, forgiveness, reconciliation, ordinary, mundane, human things. Yes, that's exactly what it was. And that's part of what the kingdom of God is is our ordinary, mundane parts of life. Because if the ordinary parts of our lives, the regular old things of creation, were not capable of or worthy of also being the kingdom of God, then I doubt very seriously that he would have bothered becoming human and living as one of us. An ordinary life. The kingdom of God life happens whenever and wherever People love and forgive and live joyful lives giving thanks to God. The kingdom of God also shows up, I mean, it shows up through the things we do. It shows up when God just sort of pokes his head out and says hi to us if we're there to recognize it and see it. God's kingdom shows up at unexpected times. For me, God's kingdom showed up in first grade as a first winter breeze. 
and every year thereafter. In whatever way God's kingdom shows up for you, God's kingdom is all around us. God's kingdom comes at unexpected times and in beautiful ways with promise of renewal, with the promise of love, the promise of forgiveness, and the promise of continual invitation to live our lives and share in the kingdom of God. Amen.